You are listening to Metrics and Chill, a podcast about business metrics and the interesting ways that people improve them. I'm John Benini, and I'm your host. My guest today is Tyler Pygitz. I got it right, right, Tyler? Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> uh, founder at Lone Fur Creative. One of my favorite agency names, by the way. Is it, I've always wanted to ask you this, is it any chance a reference to Back to the Future? Oh, man, that would have been a great one. The it's Lone not, Pine actually. <laughs> yeah, I wish it was, I suppose. But it's actually, uh, we named it after, if you follow golf or the PGA or anything like that, the US Open 2015 was at a golf course here locally, and they have a lone fir tree on it. And so uh, I used to be a college golf coach, played a bunch of golf with there, and that's kind of where I got the name from. So it's kind of a fun story. But. Same same principle, but yeah. yeah. Um, uh, yeah. But anyways, yeah. Hey, Tyler, what's up? How's it going? It's going good. Thanks for having me on. This is fun. I know you're changing up the format a little bit, and uh, it's going to be fun to stumble my way through it, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, thanks for being the guinea pig. Uh, yeah. Give us give us like the elevator pitch on who Loan for a Creative is, what makes the agency unique. Sure. Yeah, no, great question. Um, so we're a team, 100% remote, started remote a number of years ago. I wish it was to say that I predicted a pandemic, but it's not. <laughs> um, but we started, uh, I started in 2015 and really honestly wanted to kind of figure out hey, how do I do things differently than being on the corporate side, which is where I existed before? And, you know, how do I do things differently than the agencies I've worked with? And so um, fast forward till now, um, we've got about 15 people like across the nation, like I mentioned. And um, I would classify us as a words first agency. So we do a lot with brand messaging, helping people clarify their message and really believe that people buy things based on the words that they read versus just some fancy picture that they see in some marketing material or whatever. Sure, that might get them interested, but they actually buy based on the ability to communicate, hey, are you going to fix my problem that I have? And so we do a lot with that brand messaging piece. We are a HubSpot agency as well. So we do a lot with HubSpot and kind of more of that being like that backbone technology. Um, but as far as uh, kind of our kind of primary differentiator, I suppose, in the market is uh, we are a story brand agency. So if you're not familiar with story brand, check it out. Um, but it's a kind of a framework that helps people clarify their message and helps them kind of get results through that. And I know we're going to talk more about that today. So you had me at words first. I love that. I love that positioning. <laughs> um, nice. and yeah, story brand, we just talked about a second ago is a book that I finished about a month ago and yep. was one of those books. I, I probably read maybe one a year. That's like that. And I read a lot of books that it's, sure. I end up leaving it on my desk like yeah. all the time because just looking at it makes me remind it reminds me of the disciplines from the book inspires me and story brand was one of those books and it blew my mind and when i was talking to pete our ceo here at databox he's like you know tyler the, the agency is a story brand agency and like, like i told you before i didn't realize that the community was so big and passionate sure. and there there was a thing as story brand agencies so this was like uh relatively new to me so, um, sure. yeah, I'm, I'm super interested to talk to you about this because Tyler's actually going to walk us through how he and the agency go about improving conversions and conversion rates and specifically sure. through the lens of, like you were just saying, words first, story brand, copy. And I love this as a topic because I think in a lot of cases, people have a hard time drawing a linear connection from copy to, it sounds strange, to like sales. Right. Like just sure. changing the copy is the headline here or is this, the copy on this page really going to result in or do we just need more visibility to the page? Do we just need more links built to the page? Do we just need sure. more traffic to the page? Is the, does the copy matter 
so much. Aren't we going to see diminished returns from here? So I love this as a topic uh, because I feel yeah. like you could really geek out on it. So specifically, Tyler's going to walk us through how they go about identifying uh, this area as an opportunity for, for themselves and for clients um, in the first place. Uh, the second thing he's going to walk us through is how they actually go about improving conversions through their approach. And the last thing is what are the typical results and how do they measure it? So let's start there. Tyler, like, how do you go about identifying opportunities? What signals are you looking at? Are there specific metrics? Basically, how do you identify a good, essentially subject or somebody who would be a good candidate for your approach? What are you looking for? How do you identify those opportunities? Yeah, no, great question. I'm really hoping that I don't introduce anything new that if my team listened to this, they would go, <laughs> oh, that's a great thing. I wish we did that. Um, no, but yeah, it's a great question. I think that, you know, like what I said earlier, as far as being words first and really, you know, wanting to help people clarify their message in a way that people are going to pay attention and, and understand what you do. Um, a lot of it, we just, I mean, we kind of try to see what's going to pass the grunt test. So we're, if we're talking to a new client or they're, you know, or it, us ourselves, you know, we're trying to evaluate, maybe launching a new service or a new, a new thing that we're trying to build out. Um, a lot of it's just, Hey, does it pass the grunt test? So if I look at it and I go, I don't really know what you do, which is very familiar. And you probably can come up with 10 different websites or 10 different companies off the top of your head, as far as being able to go to their website or see some of their marketing materials and go, yeah, I kind of get it because you're really big and you spend a lot of time building brand. But as far as, you know, kind of the rest of us that are, you know, below mm -hmm. a billion dollars and don't have that kind of a marketing budget to put towards brand or put towards really educating people, you really don't have very long to get someone's attention. And so a lot of the way we're going to evaluate it is by literally if we're jumping on a call with a client, we're going to go to their website first and we're going to go, hey, do I actually could I communicate what like if I'm jumping on a call here with John, could I actually tell them what company XYZ does? And oftentimes, no. Oftentimes, I don't understand the problem they're going to fix for me. And so I think when we look at kind of our methodology or even pulling from StoryBrand and looking at that methodology, that people buy things based on understanding how fast you're going to solve my problem. And problems are broken up multiple different ways. There's an external problem that I'm trying to solve. So mm -hmm. say, take, for instance, like cars. You know, I need to get from point A to point B. So I need to buy a car or I need to rent a car or whatever. But then you've got an internal problem, which is if I don't have a car, don't know how to get somewhere, how does that actually make me feel? You know, and some people have kind of like that internal struggle or internal challenge of, man, I want to look really good or I yeah, want I this look to cool. fix my problem. Right. Yeah. So it's like, could we all go out and buy a car? You know, at least if you're in the U.S., could you buy a car for a thousand dollars U.S.? Well, probably you could find one and it probably might start and might run. And it probably gets you from point A to point B. Might not have any doors or bumpers, might leak, it might smell bad. Um, or I'm going to go buy that, you know, whatever black BMW or pickup truck or whatever the nice, really cool thing is. But it's solving an internal problem for me. And so probably most of us can go back and look at, you know, the last 10 purchases we've made. Likely it's solving an internal problem that we have. Sure, it might solve that external problem. But why are there so many options on the shelf? Why are there so many you know, softwares you can choose from or whatever. And a lot of it is it's solving like some sort of a thing that I'm trying to protect for myself. So if I'm in business, you know, I don't want to fail at this. I don't want to look bad. So I want to buy this, this or this because it's going to fix that problem. Even though there's probably five software tools or 10 software tools that could actually solve the problem. There's one that people are comfortable right. with because it protects whatever they're at. So anyway, we'll go through kind of that process really pretty quickly to understand or, you know, analyze, you know, different opportunities with clients or prospects rather um, to figure out, hey, how can we help them? So I don't know if that answers your question, but that's yeah. kind of like 
a would, little bit of a framework that we go through. A couple follow-ups. Would I be right in thinking most people are writing copy for the external problems? Do you find yeah, that most, most yeah, which, which in a lot of cases is the right way, right? But then in some places, yeah. sometimes you, you can introduce that internal uh, yeah. motivations, right? Which can be even more powerful. Yeah. Um, totally. So your approach is basically the grunt test. You're looking at the website, you're, you know, you, you're having these calls with clients, something a lot of agencies do. Does that, sub, sure. does that sort of subjective approach work, right? Because like you could tell me that, right? Yeah, I looked at your site. I don't really understand. And I could say, well, our, our customers get it though. Right. So like, sure. How do you, how do you fight through that subjective, uh, you know, uh, that, that reasoning that maybe, uh, like, do you have anything quantitative that you end up, uh, using as well? Like, is, or do you not face pushback based on that? Yeah, it kind of depends. I mean, honestly, some, you know, I, I, we, we do a lot of business with clients that are looking to clarify their message first off. And so obviously those where there's not a whole lot of resistance with, but right. As far as clients may be outside of that, you know, oftentimes the follow-up is, well, do you want more business? Like, I love that your clients understand it and that's really cool, mm. but what if someone walks in off the street or they stumble upon an article you wrote or you did a paid ad or whatever, so it's a referral source, like, are they gonna get it? Are you serious? You're telling me that everyone's gonna understand this no matter what, and then they say yes, and then you go, great, I don't understand it, and I think based on talking to you, you sell this, this, and this, and they go, well, yep, and I go, Awesome, but I had to talk to you for three minutes to understand it. And actually, I just bought one of those yesterday right. from a different client. You know, I mean, you sure. most of the time you can kind of go down that route, or at least you've got some sort of a narrative to be able to communicate that. So a lot of it's just digging deeper into if they if you do face that resistance as far as, no, people get it, but you just don't because you're not in this industry. You kind of are able to almost push back a little bit and say, great, well, let's put ourselves in your, your prospects or your customer's shoes for a second versus you that have been drinking your own Kool-Aid for the last 10 plus years or whatever, running your business, right. knowing everything that you do, like the back of your hand, likely people don't understand that, you know, and, and you kind of have to, I hate to use the term, but you kind of have to use, dumb it down a little bit so that people can really understand it. So, right. And that, that, that segue is good into the next question, which is like, like, how do you actually go about improving conversions? How do you, uh, what's your approach to actually improving the copy and, and, in such a way that it's actually going to move the needle on conversions. What does that look like? Yeah, no, good question. Anytime we're writing copy for clients, we take them through a message filtering process. So essentially we're building out their brand script, if you will, if you're, if you use story brand terminology mm -hmm. and we really are trying to identify, you know, what makes them unique? Like what's the single problem that they solve? You know, if I were to come to you and talk to you about, you know, data box and the, and the software, it's like, What's the single problem that you solve? Mm. Generally, you're going to come, you've probably thought about it a lot, so you're going to have a really educated answer. A lot of people don't. They go, well, we actually solve 26 different problems or too many problems to communicate. And you're like, okay, well, which is the main one? You know, and then you really drill people in trying to get pull that out of them because that's really important so that you can communicate from a brand what it is that you, you know, what it is that you solve. And then we really try to understand, well, why should people buy from you? What's the point? Like, why? Why what is it important that I you have transactions? It's not just so that you can pay your mortgage as an individual that owns it, or you can make payroll the next month. Like, those aren't like impactful enough, or you know, reaching enough to. Whereas, in that's going to be motivating for me to right. you know pull up my credit card, or you know. So, trying to understand that single biggest challenge, why people should buy from you, and then really a step by step process into understanding how do people buy from you. You know, do I have to pick up a phone call and I have to talk to somebody in sales? Can I check out online? Can I go to the store and find it? Is it only available online, only available on Amazon? So we try to understand really how people are purchasing, like so that we can manage the expectations 
from the get-go so that people understand what's the next step if I actually want to move forward. Um, so we do that, understand the biggest benefits as well. I'll just run through this stuff because I made a couple notes beforehand. I cheated a little bit, but um, kind of <laughs> biggest benefits for the customer. Like what are they going to get from doing doing work with me? Um, and then what are, over, uh, what, are, what are objections that come up? Like what are those objections that come up on a regular basis so that you can have those front and center, have those things that, you know, maybe they converted on some sort of an asset and now they're in some sort of an email nurture or SMS nurture or something like that. Well, you should communicate those objections in that nurture process. Right. Reiterate, because likely they haven't pulled the trigger yet because of they're, they're still kind of like, well, I'm a little bit on the fence. I still don't know about this, this, or this. Well, then come out front with it and say, some people have this problem. This is how we fix that. You know, like you can really kind of, uh, I guess you can kind of control that a little bit more. A lot of people are kind of afraid to introduce that kind of stuff. So, so you're basically really doing you're basically doing like an interview with usually yeah. the founder or somebody on the executive leadership team. Yeah, it depends on the size of the company. Oftentimes, it's a founder. We really like people on the sales team because they're front, they're out front, tip right. of the spear a little bit, talking to people, understand the questions that come up, and then somebody from the marketing and kind of service or implementation. Oh, so you're doing type several interviews. It's not just one interview. We we call it a workshop, and we try to bring everybody in uh, to kind of have that kind of cohesiveness, so mm -hmm. that they're all kind of feeding off of each other because. We've had so many of these experiences now. I think we've done maybe we're north of 100 um, experience, you know, workshops in the last two years. Um, but oftentimes there's like these aha moments that come up from because they never talked to you know somebody in sales and they're in production or whatever, and now they're all kind of going, well, that question comes up all the time. You're right. Maybe if we did this, this, or this, or here's an answer to this one. So oftentimes there's a lot more value that comes out of that workshop than just us figuring out how to create that filter for them to communicate. So. Um, the last piece of that is really calls to action. So lots of websites exist out there and I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do once I get there. Um, we call it the cash register or story brand even calls it the cash register because if I walk into a store, there's no, there, there's, there's no mistake in me walking past a cash register to get to wherever I'm going. Because if I go into a grocery store and I'm standing in the middle and I've got a basket of something, I'm ready to buy it and I'm looking around going, uh, I'm ready to go. Who do I give my money to? <laughs> That's super confusing, but why do we all do that with like landing pages or with home pages or with some sort of a marketing campaign that we're running through? And so just solidifying what's that main thing you want people to do once they come in the door, the quote unquote door of your website. So that's kind of, we ask a bunch of those questions. Usually those workshops are kind of like a part of an afternoon or morning or whatever, a couple hours. And um, then we'll build kind of their messaging filter for them so that all the copy we write, we make sure that it goes through that filter so that we're communicating the same thing over and over right. again um, to, to their potential prospects and such. Right. And so then you guys are building out the actual copy and that uh, informs the website. Uh, like you said, other communication touch points as well. Um, right. But uh, so so the folks on your team are actually writing the website copy or do you give them this like uh, manifest essentially and they go and apply it to the website and other other areas? Yeah, good question. We generally will do all the implementation for clients. That's where we feel like we have our sweet spot mm -hmm. is. We have a number of copywriters on our team um, that are excellent at this. They've got tons of reps and this is what they do is run these workshops, pull the information they need out of the client and then propose to them homepage copy, email copy, social copy, and whatnot, just to, you know, kind of really to get the ball rolling. Sometimes then we'll kind of end that engagement and the client will just run and that's awesome. Uh, and other times it's a retainer and we'll, we'll continually create new copy for them on a regular basis, whatever that might look like for their marketing strategy. So talk to me about 
the results like how how long does it typically take after you've implemented a new copy right is it is it a month one thing does it take several months like take several weeks do you know after a, a day because you see higher conversion rates talk to me about the results in terms of how long does it take and what's a typical response like what what, what have you seen in terms of improvements yeah, no, great question. I'm going to give you the typical marketing answer. Well, it depends. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, it really does. Because, you know, if you look at, no, I'm not going to share too many numbers because numbers kind of don't matter really as far as, you know, if you're a $100 million company and you get a 0.5% a increase, mm. like that's a massive change versus if you're a $100,000 company, then, you know, that 05 you know, change is not really that is big of a deal. The needle, it's, right. it's like half of a customer, maybe, you know? Right, right. Um, and so uh, numbers don't necessarily matter. And, and as far as, but as far as time goes, like if you get a lot of traffic to your site, I mean, it can be a very quick change. I mean, it can be re, you know, kind of restructure how your homepage is set up even potentially um, to where you're positioning maybe calls to action in a different place, or you've got repetitive calls to action so that people know where they can like that jumping off point might be. Um, or you're just swapping the copy. You're literally going, hey, this website's okay, but let instead of saying you've been in business for 40 years and you do this, this, and this, how about you just say, yeah, we help clients with this. And it's super <laughs> simple because now all of a sudden you're kind of going through, and I'm sure you've read some of those copy models and those types of things where it's like, mm -hmm. hey, really the goal of the headline is to get you to read the subtext. The subtext is to get you to read the next part, the next part, the next part. And it's kind of, it's that journey that you're trying to manage people or push people through once they come to your site or control when they come to your site. So as far as like the, that results go though, a lot of the ways that we'll measure that is just on conversions. And so some clients it'll take, you know, three months to get a conversion because they don't have a ton of website traffic and other, uh, or, you know, it doesn't even have to be websites. Maybe it's a database you're sending emails to. And then there's other clients that, you know, will launch a Black Friday deal for, and they'll have 50 paying customers on a $5,000 package uh, three days later. Um, so it kind of just depends on like this, that size of audience that you're talking to as far as how fast you'll get those clients. Um, but a lot of it's just that creativity around how are you positioning what you do um, in a tangible form that's going to fix people's problems because that's what they're going to actually buy. And so oftentimes if they're really far from that and they're not right. saying that at all, then making that simple change is, has drastic impact versus maybe they're kind of dancing around it, but they haven't landed on it yet. Maybe it's not going to be as quick of an impact um, that some of the others do. So it kind of depends. How quickly can, this is going to depend as well, but like ballpark, can someone expect to see results like it? from beginning of the uh, engagement to the end. So like, how long does it typically take from the interview process towards, uh, you know, putting together uh, their whole story script and then actually implementing it on their website and then you start seeing a change? Like how long, are you talking a month, weeks, months? Like how long of a process is that usually? I would say it's probably realistically it's in months. It's probably a yeah. couple months just yeah. as far as getting enough people to your site that are new that you're able to measure that mm. don't just skip past what you just read. Um, you know, as far as kind of our process goes, it'll take us kind of about two, two and a half weeks to create your messaging filter, probably another week, week and a half to write that, maybe say homepage copy or something. And then obviously we need to implement that depending on what platform you have and all those types of things that could take a little bit of time. So it's probably, you know, say one to two months really to like get it in play once you know, we've started, started the engagement. And then again, it depends after that, you know, as far as kind of results go, we do have some that we've done like an email for. 
and it's been awesome. Like they've made, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars from it. Um, and then we have some that don't have a big database and mm. their deals are a lot smaller or whatever, and they've made a couple hundred bucks from it, you know, or whatever. Right, right. So it kind of just depends on, again, the size of the audience. But I would say in general, something like, yeah, two to three months from, right. from time when we would get started with them. And then if they let us work with them, uh, and let us implement it, then oftentimes it happens faster. Some people have a lot more of a, hey, we want to take this in-house approvals, whatever, and it takes forever to actually go live. So You probably have a, a client or a story in your head that you're like really proud of, right? Like you don't have to give us the client's name or specifics, but like, is there, like, what's the, what's the case study in the last six to 12 months that you've, that's, you know, the team got really jacked up about you know, like, did it result in hundreds of thousands in sales? Like you just kind of alluded to before, like, what's the, what's the one that comes to mind first? And like, what were you able to do? Yeah, a good question. Um, let's see. I mean, there's a couple that come to mind. I would say I just mentioned that one kind of Black Friday thing, because that's super recent. You know, we worked with a uh, client that we'd already been working with, but they passed us this portion of the project. Um, and we were able to kind of create a couple different emails that went out over the course of kind of that Black Friday, Cyber Monday type time frame. Um, and, it, and it translated into a ton of business for them. I mean, they I would say they met their financial goals this year and they're in an industry that was struggling. And so that was really cool and right. probably more just satisfying for us because we were able to help them kind of meet some of those goals. Sure. Um, some of the bigger companies we've worked with, I think what's been interesting is you know, maybe they're really established and they say, don't touch our homepage because our copy is our founder loves it, or whatever the story is. But then maybe they've got actual, you know, we start talking to them and then they say, well, you know, actually three fourths of our business is from this. And you're kind of go, well, that's not even listed on your website or that's not even I have no idea. How do you even sell that? You know, and then so that I would say that's been another piece to where you're helping people almost like launch new divisions of their company from a public like actually interactive type of an experience to where they're actually, you know, new clients are able to come in through that channel. Um, and I would say we've had some success with that just because it didn't exist before, but it's already right. figured out on the back end, you know, like they're already able to execute that service or whatever that might be for that business. Um, and, and it was a logistics company this year that we worked with. And obviously logistics is, uh, depending on your industry or segment of the industry is, has boomed this year. So, right. um, that one was really fun to kind of help that company get to, get, get to that spot. So those are the two that kind of come to mind off the top of my head. Um, I could probably keep going just because it is really fun to actually think about what to do. Uh, right. That's a good problem to have. Yeah. You have a lot to think of, uh, a lot that you're thinking of in your head. Um, yeah. would you be cool with sharing some of the questions that you ask? Like during, I mean, I know a lot of it's, uh, from story brand for, for those who haven't read it or those that want to just see your unique spin on it. Would you be cool? Um, with sharing some of the questions, uh, in the blog post that we're going to put out from this? Like yeah, you for asked, sure. I mean, I can, like, I can pull them together and, and send them over for sure. Cool, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So for those listening, sure. check out the corresponding blog post and we'll, we'll dump some of the questions that, that Tyler and his team ask, uh, during the interview process. So if you wanted to, uh, you know, try the quick and dirty way to, to give it a shot once or, or, you know, use that as your gateway into the story brand experience. Um, we'll put those in there to uh, hopefully get people started. But Tyler, this was great, man. I, uh, I love talking about this stuff, but specifically when it's related to, to copy and conversions. And, and as you said, words first, like, like I said earlier, you had me there, man. So thanks for sharing all this. This was fun. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited.
Thanks so much for listening. If you found this episode valuable, check out our other episodes or subscribe to get new ones. If you want to support the show, we'd love for you to leave a review or share it with someone. And if you want a tool to help you track and improve your business performance, try Databox free at databox.com.